I got love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cabbie Richards. Thank you for the click. And to those who subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, I thank you very much. 2015. Started the year strong with the podcast with Matt Pacioretty, James Neal, Mark Giordano, Patrick Sharp, and then one of them I had recorded, I, it, del- it got deleted, and it totally threw a wrench in the whole apparatus. So I'm trying to get that athlete back on to tell the same stories and more stories because he was great. Uh, so that's my fault on that. Uh, and on the TV st- side with Cabby Presents, I've gotten very lucky. In the past month or so, I've interviewed NFL Defensive MVP J.J. Watt and NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. The Rodgers conversation is a two-parter. You can uh, check for that on YouTube, as well as the hugely enjoyable J.J. Watt. Uh, The one anecdote I can give you in case I didn't mention it uh, last time in episode 100 or 101 was when I walked into the Green Bay locker room. It's massive. It's like the size of like half. Maybe a full basketball court or three quarters of a basketball court. Kind of just looking at the various lockers. And then Aaron Rodgers is across the room. He comes in, he's across the room, and he's talking to a local beat guy. And then I turn around, I see him, and we make eye contact, and then he just starts fist pumping. And I just give him a salute. And uh, it was it was a cool moment because I'm just some random, like, fat reporter from Toronto, and this dude is a legendary, well, approaching legendary quarterback in the NFL, and uh, we have a great on-camera relationship, so I was, I was pretty pumped about that. Andrew Wiggins, the 2015 Rising Stars game MVP and future NBA Rookie of the Year, and Anthony Bennett of the Minnesota T-Wolves, they appeared on an episode of Cappy Presents, and they were super playful. One part that uh, didn't air in the piece was about text conversations with their moms. Anthony Bennett said his mom uses colorful language when messaging him, so I guess they have a, uh, a friendship type of uh, parent-child uh, relationship, or uh, she cusses him out when his production is low. And with uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, his mom is the boss. Like His parents live about 10 minutes away from him in Minneapolis, and she runs the show. When I asked him to show me the last text he got from his mom, it read, Dinner at seven. Boom. Like, she's Viola Davis, and he's the British kid from the Harry Potter movies uh, that's now in How to Get Away with Murder. One of my favorite moments this year, if you haven't checked it out, is a piece called Trusting Teammates, which is also on YouTube. Kevin Bieksa and Joffrey Lupul are very funny. And Bieksa eats a $100 bill on camera. Eats it. Tried to give it back. I didn't take it. He still owes me a hundred bucks. And lastly, I wrote this Valentine's Day prank and I, and, uh, I wrote it for Tyler Sagan 
And I was trying to get a couple other guys in this prank, and J- Jamie Ben uh, happily agreed to uh, to do it as well. And you know, I, I've never met Jamie Ben, so when I'm in Dallas and uh, I'm there to interview, uh, I'm there to give the dialogue to Sagan and explain the piece. I explained it to Ben. He's like, "All right, I'll do it." And he was great. Him and his mom were great. Tyler Sagan and his mom were great. We um we shot it at uh, Sagan's house in Dallas. He's got this giant house. And uh, it turned out very well. You guys can check that out on YouTube. It's just called Sagan and Ben's uh, Prank or Sagan and Ben's Valentine's Day Prank. From a duo of talented players on one side of the U.S. over to the other side where this talented kid's upside is like a six-foot sub from Subway. Huge. Super Bowl huge. Speaking of which. Score big on game day for you and your guests with Subway Catering. Choose from our delicious piled high sandwich platters or go all the way with a custom-made giant sub. Visit Subway.com to order now. Subway, where winners eat. Some orders may require 24-hour advance notice. And now, my guest joins me on the phone. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. For the first time in the podcast, there's a guest on the show that I haven't officially met. I've only heard about his tireless work ethic, his sessions in the gym, and his legit scoring touch. All I want to know about is how messy it got in Columbus during the NHL All-Star break and what's the biggest tab he saw during that four-day stretch. I'm happy to be joined by one of the bright young stars in the NHL, Tyler Johnson of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Welcome to Cabby Presents, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. On uh, on Instagram and Twitter, my dude goes by at tjohnny09, T-J-O-N, uh, sorry, T-J-O-H-N-N-Y-09. And you can follow his adventures and uh, his Instagram posts. What kind, what, stuff, what kind of stuff are you posting on Instagram? Uh, you know, not a lot. I'm not a huge poster. Uh, every once in a while, just some family things. Or I uh, got a puppy recently, so a little dog <laughs> picture now and again. But not, nothing too much. What kind of what kind of uh, dog did you get? Got a little golden doodle actually, so it doesn't shed, which is perfect. Wait, so, but who who takes care of it when you're on the road? Uh, my girlfriend. Wait, she lives. She lives with you. Yeah, yeah, she loves with me in Tampa. Dude, aren't you? Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, Tyler. See, this is, this, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm about to give you some, some career advice. Okay, <laughs> you, you play in Tampa Bay. There is, uh, there is a, a community in Tampa or a community in Florida called Saint Petersburg. Are you familiar with Saint Petersburg? <laughs> I've, I've heard the term before. Yeah. So in St. Jetersburg, okay, which is ruled by the king, Derek Jeter, who is also the king of New York, do you know what his career philosophy was? Uh, what's that? Stay single? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't let them move in. That's the philosophy. Don't, the philosophy. Don't let them move in, man. They want to, you know, they're going to start by leaving hair elastics. And then it's like, it's maybe like, oh, I'll just leave the shirt here. And then, then you're just going to see, like, this stuff is just laying around your crib. And then all of a sudden, it's a pair of shoes. But it's really, it really starts innocuously with the hair elastics. Or, no, or the hair elastic or the hair ties. That's how it starts, Tyler. Did it start that yeah, way for you? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how it started exactly. It just kind of 
kind of happened, but it's nice because I'm not much of a cooker or cleaner. So now I have someone that helps out with that, which is awesome. Okay, well that's cool. So then you're not you're not relying on eating at uh, Five Guys and uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing every uh, yeah, every time. Don't have to order in as much. Not as much Chinese food. Hey, do you have? Uh, you're from the Northwest, right? Do you ever eat at uh, Zips or Dicks? Yeah, we uh, we have a Dicks at home. That's awesome. And then uh, Zips, I used to eat that as a kid all the time. But uh, haven't been there, in, you know, for quite a while now. But uh, those places are awesome. Yeah. See, I, I was um, I was messaging a, a friend of mine named JC JC Sherrod. He plays for the um, Edmonton uh, Eskimos. Uh, the CFL team, and he's from the Northwest, and he like, actually, he suggested that you shouldn't go to Dick's unless you have four or five cocktails in your system, and then it tastes way more delicious. Well, it's awesome. You can go there at five dollars and basically get a whole bag full of cheeseburgers. <laughs> I think they're like sixty nine cents or whatever. Wait, is is Dick's the response to like White what White Castle used to be, where you can buy like you know three burgers for eighty nine cents or ninety nine cents or whatever it was? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've never actually been to White Castle, so I don't know, but, uh, Dick's is just, it's an old, old, uh, drive up, so you drive and then you have to get out of your car and go up to the window or whatever, and I, I don't think they've changed their prices in 20 years, like, I think my parents, <laughs> when they were going to, you know, high school and college, I'm pretty sure everything's the exact same, so... It's uh, it's kind of just a little tradition thing, I guess. And then, so, and then, what is there a big difference between Zips and Dicks? Like, if is Zips the same, a similar kind of setup? Zips is more like it, it's more like a fast food restaurant, so it's more like I don't know, like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or something like that. Except for they're like famous for their tartar sauce. Oh, people always say their tartar sauce is so good you can drink it like a milkshake. Like <laughs> it's, just, it, it's actually phenomenal, though. Like my. My dad was telling me that when he was younger, he actually worked at a Zips or had his buddy work there or whatever, and they're so uptight on keeping their recipe for the tartar sauce, they actually make you, like, swear an oath that you'll never, ever make it outside of Zips. No way. Or tell anybody what's in it. Yeah. Wow. It's like the, uh, it's like the Coke secret. It's like the, you finding out the recipe, what exactly is in, like, a Coke. Or, um, what, or like, the Cadbury secret. I don't know if you were, you're too young for those commercials, but... Uh, that, that's yeah, amazing. Like, that's that's intense. That they're like they're so so secretive about their proprietary ingredients for a friggin' tartar sauce. Right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, it is pretty good. I I enjoy it with some chicken strips every now and again. <laughs> nice. When I was uh, ten years old, actually eleven years old, my very first date, I took Denise Salmon to a burger spot in Toronto. It's called Licks. Okay, Licks was like one of the original burger joints in Toronto. It's no longer around. But Licks, I had, we had French fries and a milkshake. I was 11 years old. I used to deliver the Toronto Sun newspaper on Sundays. And I made probably 30 or 40 bucks a month. And I thought I was bawling, dude. I thought I was the man. So that was my first ever date was to Licks. What was, and, and what was your first ever date? Do you remember where you went and who the girl was? Ah, uh, shoot. Um... First ever date. You know what? My first ever date was actually probably to the movies. And I I think it was with uh, one of my old girlfriends, uh, Regan Farmer. But <laughs> nice. I, I mean, that was a long time ago. I, I think it was to a movie. I think that's kind of the first one. Do you guys, do you remember what movie you saw? Was it like one of the Jurassic Park oh. movies? 
<laughs> or hey, I'm Toy not Story? That old, am I? No, well, not, not the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I don't even think you were alive when the first Jurassic Park came out. Yeah. But they've been like they've been uh, two no, since then. Yeah, no, I I mean I I have no idea. I I don't even remember if it was the movies, but I think it was, and I think my mom had to go pick us up and drop <laughs> us off there. So the good good times, yeah. Tyler, was this in a, was this in the like a pay, the payphone era, or did you have a cell phone when you were that young? No, I had a cell phone. I think the first time I got a cell phone was in seventh grade. So yeah, I, I had a cell phone then. Do you remember? Was it a flip phone or was it uh, what kind of phone did you have? It was a flip phone. I had a uh, shoot. What was it called? Did you have the Motorola the Razor? A- no, I wasn't cool enough to have a razor. I remember that. I had a katana. It was like uh, a spin-off of the razor, I guess. It was like a cheap, <laughs> I don't know, a cheap, cheaper version of the razor. So it kind of looked like it, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't as cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, maybe you can answer this question for me because I've been asking several dudes on this podcast this very question, and I have not gotten an answer that which is satisfactory to me. Why do okay. girls? Why do girls suck at Snapchat? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't really Snapchat very much, so I have no idea. Dude, I don't Snapchat at all, but I receive Snapchats all the time. I rarely respond with a Snapchat, other than like if I get like something that I really hate, I'll take a picture of my sneaker or like the table, and then I'll write some text on it, and I'm like, "You need to step step your Snapchat game up, or you're being blocked." Like I throw out threats <laughs> like that all the time. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll uh, remember never to Snapchat you then, because I, I don't <laughs> even know what to Snapchat either. So well, I don't I, really have an answer for that. <laughs> There's only, like, I only, there are two guys that I know that Snapchat their boys, and I, I only open those two. It's my boy Steve Chan, and Kadri sends out Snapchats, and his are pretty funny. But those, but I don't think I don't think you ever. Is there like a dude to dude Snapchat interaction? Do are, do any of your guy friends send you snaps? Uh, I have some friends from back home that will send me some stuff if they're all together doing something or whatever. Something, something ridiculous. Do or, yeah, so, you know, something funny. Or actually, actually, there's uh, guys off the team that will Snapchat each other if we're out and about doing something or whatever. Just kind of let everyone know that, you know, they're getting into something or <laughs> in some good scene or whatever. I like that. I like that. It's like it's like in a way it's like throwing up the bat signal like hey this is going on right now so you, if you want to be a part part of it get over here. Yeah, I guess so. What's the um what's the image or video that you get most often? Like I, for for example, to this is what I always get from girls, okay, who have their stories. Either either I'm getting it as a story or I'm getting it to me directly. It's a mm-hmm. it's a, a video of their dog. It's all, and the dog is always in their bed. Always, then then there's or there's like a video of uh, some girl and her friends at a club. So it's just like heavy EDM music or heavy hip hop. And then the third one is their guy friends dancing. So they're clearly drunk and their guy friend is either topless or he's just like in a condo and he's dancing. And I'm just like, none of this stuff is is doing anything for me. And I'm looking at the the thing it's like 1:17 a.m. I'm like, you know what to send me at 1:17 a.m. and it's not one of these three things. So, <laughs> the question to you is Tyler, what is the image or video do you get more? Do you get the things that I get that I've just listed? 
Uh, I've gotten some of that. I, I think the one I normally get, it seems like, is uh, people always at the beach. I get a lot of beach pictures, like, just, like, the toes in the sand, and then they're looking at the water or something, saying, like, how great it is and how nice it is outside, or you're vacationing or something like that. It's kind of the ones that I normally get. Those people are friggin' jerks. I mean, but you you live. I mean, Tampa Bay is like you're in a bay. So there is there a beach in Tampa Bay? I know that's a like probably a, a ridiculous question because I because I should know this answer, but I don't really know that much about Tampa Bay. I've only been there twice, and that's for like 24 hours. Is there a beach there? Yeah, there I mean, there's there's not really a beach downtown Tampa Bay, but uh, there's one in St. Pete and Clearwater, which are about half an hour or so away from uh, downtown. So. If we want to go out, I mean, it's just a short little drive over there, but there's nothing quite downtown to get on the water or anything like that. How uh, how far is it to St. Petersburg? <laughs> that's uh, that's only about half an hour. Yeah, Tyler, you need to you need to find your way to get to St. Jeter. Like I, I like, I'm gonna write whoever the edit the guest the editor is of the Players Tribune website, which I want to get to later. And be like, listen, we, we need you need to take on a project for me. I don't even I've never even met you in real life, but I feel like I need to extend just a little. Like I I want to be your Jedi, Tyler. <laughs> I want to be that old Jedi who dies violently, but I would just I want to impart a few nuggets of knowledge that you'll take into you and take into the rest of your life if you allow me to do that. So, sounds like you have to come to Tampa then. I do, I do. I've been trying to. I've been uh, I wrote this sketch for um, for uh, Stamkos like a year ago, and we've been trying to. That dude is like like the most covert dude ever. Like you you could probably oh. you could probably get like if you send him a text like hey man where where are we going for dinner? He'd be like oh we're gonna go to you know whatever steakhouse or whatever sushi joint. Like he'll respond to you, but to me like he'll respond to like one out of every ten text messages. Like it's, oh yeah yeah like yeah Stamkos is. I don't know. Maybe I'm on his on his doo list. I'm not sure, but I have a, a I have a, a a sketch that I wrote for him, and I can write you into it. I can write a cameo for you uh, for the sketch if you're interested. If you can get Stamkos to be like, all right, let's let's friggin' do this thing. Cavi's Cavi's just waiting for you to shoot this. All right. Well, I'll have to talk to him then. I mean, he's a pretty busy guy with everything, <laughs> but I'll, I'll let him know. So, what is your nickname? Do you go by TJ or what? what what's your nickname on the team? Uh, on the team is Johnny. Oh, it's Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Johnny. What was it when you were like in high school? Uh, you know, all my, all my high school friends call me Tyler. Uh, kids I grew up playing hockey with always called me TJ. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of just always changed, I guess, depending on what group I'm with. Uh, okay. All right. So Johnny on the team is, is the nickname. And, uh, yeah. okay. Hey, so, uh, Super Bowl. um, do you uh, presumably you're a Seahawks fan, but please, um, pre- please correct me if I'm wrong. No, huge Seahawks fan. Huge Seahawks fan. Okay. Um, did you go to any games this year before you had to report to camp? Like, could you have gone to like that Green Bay game or anything? The first one? No, no, I, I didn't go to any. Uh, I want to. I need to, but it's kind of tough with uh, you know our schedule and playing at the same time and everything, but. Try to try to watch all of them. Are you? Um, oh, they probably didn't even play Tampa this year. I mean, they have. Have they played in Tampa since you've been there? No, not not since I've been here. I I don't know if they. I, I don't even know if they have or when or anything, but not since I've been here. 
They probably they probably will this year. I bet that's when they'll play that uh, um, that division. Um, so okay, so in the Super Bowl, who, the the final play, who do you blame? Do you blame head coach Pete Carroll or offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel? Who do you blame for I, that call? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I'm in a position to blame anybody. No, but you're also in a position where you know that could happen to our team or whatever too. So I mean, I I, I think regardless, it probably goes on Pete Carroll's shoulders and I think he's came out and kind of said his reasoning behind everything and the thing is though if you know if he catches that and it's not an interception or whatever then everyone's happy about that play call too so it can go both ways yeah it can but unfortunately it didn't go that way like these guys (laughs) should be back-to-back champions right now like and then and Russell Wilson would be like he would be champion like winner guy for like not forever but he would he would have that for a good 10 12 years probably the rest of his career unless something something horrific happens but um so you're okay but in the moment though wherever you watch the super bowl which was where uh we were watching as a team actually at uh our arena we have a little party deck thing that has uh a big screen TV and stuff up there, so we had all our families and everyone was watching. And it made it uh, it made it pretty tough because we have quite a few Patriot fans on our team. So, especially uh, Boyle is a huge Patriot fan. So when we were watching it, I was getting pretty excited after that last insane catch that was so lucky. But oh, so Javon Curse! Same time. Yeah, it is the greatest catch in Super Bowl history. I don't care about David Tyree. Greatest catch, highest degree of difficulty. The ball is like it was six, it was hit six times before he caught it. Unbelievable. So yeah, so it yeah, was, it, it it was amazing. So my question is, in the moment, Tyler, as you're watching amongst friends and family in this party room, big screen, there's Boyle, as he, there's the room is divided between Patriots fans and Seahawks fans. Russell Wilson throws the ball and his inner is picked off by uh, by Butler. Are you you react how? I mean, I was I was pretty pissed off, and I was kind of trying to get away from Boyle at that point. <laughs> I, Just I run in the hallway. To, I, I was trying to casually slide out. I uh, told my girlfriend that we got to get out of here and. Just casually, you know, try to ninja dust out. Nice. Wait, is it? Are you the biggest Seahawks fan on the team, or because so that therefore you were the target of the the jeers or the or the chirps after the game, or is there someone who's a bigger Seahawks fan than you? No, I, I I'm definitely the biggest. So they were uh, definitely coming at me right away. Oh man, those jerks. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, how much do you like? Or love Marshawn Lynch, just his persona. You know what? Uh, I mean, I love the way he plays, and I think the way he does the media and everything is just like strangely weird to me. But at the same time, I think it's hilarious because you know we're we're kind of in the same way with a bunch of media and stuff. And there's times where you just don't feel like talking, and I totally totally get him sometimes. Just you know, not giving the media anything, but I think he takes it a little too far too sometimes. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird relationship. Like I love that he's on the Seahawks and I love everything he does, but at the same time, sometimes it gets too much. I got you. I got you. And but and you know the 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 weird thing is like for his sponsors, 
he's like super outgoing. He's funny. He's charming. Like him and Gronk played that the uh, the Mortal Kombat game for Conan, and yeah, it was, that was amazing. Hilarious. Like I just watched the outtakes video. I don't even watch the the real video because I don't really need to hear what Gronk says. But just Marshawn on his own is like I I'm slapping the counter laughing. I just watching this yeah. thing on my on my laptop. Yeah, I mean he he's one of the guys actually. Uh, we had like a little thing for our program say like what you know what other athlete would you like to meet and I would love to meet him just to see what he is away from the camera like see how he you know his real personality because if you talk to anybody on the Seahawks or whatever they all love Lynch and think he's the you know the best guy ever and he's a great team guy and everything like that so I would just love to kind of get to know him more on a personal level and kind of get away from you know the media persona because obviously that's much different than what he really is. Of course, and you can have like you can probably have really honest conversations because you guys are both a part of your fraternities being professional athletes. So right there, there's a trust. It's like you're plying your trade over here, he's plying his trade over there, but you guys have similar experiences where you could be like, yeah, all these common things they form an immediate, uh, immediate bond and immediate trust. Yeah, he's totally that guy who his teammates just ride or die for. I got to, I got to meet Marshawn Lynch in. Uh, 2009 he was still he was with the Buffalo Bills at the time and I went to a golf uh tournament for with Kevin Weeks and Marshawn Lynch was one of the invited guests and he was really funny and he's so Oakland like it was him and his cousin um Josh Johnson who used to be the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks and um he just seemed like a regular dude like a just a a real kind of chill dude he was funny and you know the in the the Conan video, he didn't say exactly those types of things, but that's that's how he was talking, and it's kind of funny what he was saying. And we were golfing, so it was just everything was Tiger Woods. Like every every oh. shot was like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. Ti-. That's all we kept saying was Tiger Woods. As the, <laughs> like he's he's like yeah, no, I know. I, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Have you met any football players? Uh. As far as, like, Seahawks or what? Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, Seahawks or any of the Tampa Bay Bucks? Uh, actually, you know what? Not really. The Bucks aren't really around as much. Like, we get we get the baseball players over uh, quite a bit. A couple of them get on the ice or whatever. Um, actually, Stafford came to uh, one of our games last year and came on the ice with us. He's uh, good friends with Phil Plus, so. Got to kind of meet him from the Lions there, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Matt Stafford, the quarterback, Matt Stafford? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool, and he was a real cool guy. Not much of a hockey player, but he tried. So that, was, <laughs> that was cool. Oh, because Philpool used to play in Detroit, right? So they would have yeah, met, met yeah. that so way. Oh, got it. Okay. up there. Right, yeah. right, right, right. They – um. Yeah, that's cool. I, I was um. Hey, do you um do you read the Players Tribune that uh, website where the players players write articles? Uh no, I I've never read that. It's okay. So Jeter started this um website. I think the day after he retired, called the Players Tribune. So, like Russell Wilson's written written on it. Uh, is in your sport. Sean Avery wrote a, a piece about saving about. Being financially sound and how much and how money doesn't go as quite as far as you think. And then Brendan Press just wrote an article about being a fighter. It was really good. Like he, that one got posted maybe a week ago. It's yeah, I, I, I've actually I've actually read those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the site, the Players Tribune. If um, uh, if uh, you were given the opportunity to write some something about your life as a hockey player, what would you write about? 
Uh, you know, I think I would personally kind of just read about youth hockey, like how crazy it is almost. In what um, way? What does that mean? Well, just like there's, I remember playing with so many guys and everyone thought they were going to be in the NHL and their parents were pushing them so hard to the point where they just didn't want to play anymore. Like, I, I just think it's kind of nuts how, um, I think some parents just get involved a little bit too much and just kind of seeing all that. I, I mean, my dad was a coach when I was younger. My mom was like teaching kids to skate. So we kind of got around a lot more parents than a normal person, I guess. And it, I mean, it's just crazy how some people react to it. So in your experience, were there guys that you thought that you played with or against that you thought were better than you? Oh, definitely. And, uh, and, and that didn't make it to the NHL? Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's always been, when I was younger, I mean, my, my parents took me to a lot of different things. So I was playing with, you know, the best players all around. And, you know, there there's players that were a lot better than me. I mean, in juniors, I was drafted 11th round. There's, I don't know, 200 people picked before me or whatever. But it's just one of those things that some people just get burnt out with everything or, you know, just some kids don't really want to put in the effort and work ethic and everything. And, um, I, I think that has a lot to do with just too much pressure. So how did you overcome? Well, I guess the question is, how did your parents balance their, probably their dream to have you be a, a professional athlete and also, which also your dream, but they're also the balance between support and then pushing you. Honestly, it was tough sometimes just because they did do so much for me and they were, you know, pushing me so much and, doing, you know, uh, putting so much money into it and everything. But at the same time, I was always having fun with it. Um, I I always enjoyed hockey. My parents worked at one of the rinks, so I was always just around, messing around. Like, it wasn't necessarily working hard, but I was just on the ice goofing off or, you know, doing something hockey-related and goofing around. So I was always having fun with it and hanging out with the guys and everything. And my parents just kind of let me do what I want. If I wanted to do extra work, if I wanted to do um harder scenes they were there that were going to be able to you know provide that for me but at the same time if i wanted to just kind of mess around and not do anything they were fine with that too so uh they just kind of let me dictate how hard i wanted to work let me dictate everything i wanted to do and you know their biggest thing was as long as they uh did well in school then they didn't really care how i was doing in hockey so it was great what kind of student were you? Like, give me, like, tell me the, the class that you hated the most, and then tell me the class that you excelled in the, the most. You know, I, I think the hardest class for me was French. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was a straight-A student, and I got an A- one time in high school French, and my dad was livid with me. Really? Just li- oh, yeah. So here, so I hated that class for that very reason, is I got an A-. <laughs> I mean, other, other than that, it was fun. I loved the teacher. I loved everything about it. I just didn't like the results. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, but, wait. But you, you learn French. Like, it's weird for me as a Canadian to hear an American study French. I thought Spanish was the other language that you guys learned. That's the second yeah, language. So, well, if we, in high school, the rule was for us, you had to take two years of a foreign language, and you get to choose your language. So we had uh, French, Spanish, German, and there was actually a Russian, too. Oh, wow. And uh, being a hockey player, I had friends that spoke French already. So I was thinking, I'm going to do that. And then if I need help, you know, it's way easier to have them help me than go to a book and try to figure something out. So I was hoping I was going to kind of get away with it there. But then I realized that 
Quebec French and, you know, Eastern <laughs> Canada French is way different than the French we're learning. So yeah, then yeah. I didn't help me at all. <laughs> You're like the word Poutine. Poutine's not a real word. That's not a real French, French, French word. Uh, that's... Oh, I wish I was a real French word. That Poutine's awesome. Oh, Poutine is absolutely just glorious. Oh, glorious. I, I, I don't understand why it's not everywhere yet. Like, it, it needs to be. You know who's a huge fan of poutine is J.J. Uh, Watt. I know this is a very random thing, but he's the last American I heard reference poutine. I interviewed him like a month ago in Houston, and he's like, poutine? I was like, what? What do you know about poutine? Like, And he knew about <laughs> Tim Hortons and all that kind of stuff. Whenever you, got, whenever you Americans uh, reference anything Canadian, it endears yourselves to us. And we're like, oh, we love that guy. So you're like, if, if ever you get a chance to just drop any like little Canadian references in anything public or interviews, then you'll get, you'll be, you're just, your fan base will just grow. Oh, well, I'm a huge, huge poutine fan. And also, <laughs> I like the uh, snow caps or ice caps or whatever they are at Tim Hortons. Nice. Field, they're always good. <laughs> nice. Hey, wait, okay. So wait, if, if there's a couple of things. One, you were an A student in high school? Like, even, like, grade 12, you finished with the straight A's? Yeah, yeah, straight A's. Sick. And then, okay, so A minus, so French was the was the toughest class for you. What was the class that you excelled in the most? Uh, you know, just anything math-related. I, for some reason, I just love math. I mean, it's just, the reason why I like it, I think it's because you always know there's going to be an answer, and there's a definitive answer. Like, I hate I hate when people grade language arts papers or whatever, and they're just like, oh, well, I think I think you deserve an A or whatever. Like, There's no like set criteria, I suppose. But in math, you, just, you know what you're going to get. This is tremendous. This is, this is <laughs> tremendous. I interviewed uh, Connor McDavid uh, a, couple, a, couple, <laughs> a couple months ago, and I, said, uh, I asked him, like, hey, while you're, you're representing your country at the World Juniors, uh, who's the who's the guy that's going to be doing your homework? And he started laughing, and I was like, he goes, he's like, no, I do my own homework. I'm like, yeah, Connor, come on, man, who's who's the smartest <laughs> who's the smartest kid at school, and what's what is he going to do for you? And he goes, Ryan Wang, and it was it was something math, it was like calculus or something like that, and or da- data management, I think. And I just started dying. So were were you being that math was was something that you loved? Were you that guy for some of your hockey friends where they would lean on you either to legit cheat or for you to help them with their homework or their assignments? Uh, I think I helped some people. It was, it was a little bit tougher uh, for them to like cheat or whatever off in high school because we went to different schools. I, I was the only one that went to my school since it was my hometown, so I just stayed in the same school compared to everybody else. Okay, but, well, what, about uh, your, what about your, your buddies? Not maybe, maybe not your hockey your hockey. Uh, buddies, but like your actual, you're just your boys at school. Well, that depended. I, I actually, most of my friends were way, way smarter than me. Like my my best buddy, I mean, he watches Jeopardy. He gets ninety eight percent of the questions right. So he's kind of the guy that I would go to. Right. I, I kind of had that. He never had to go to me at all. <laughs> uh, he probably kills at the game trivia crack. Do you play trivia crack? Yeah, I, I can't beat them. It, it's impossible. I even tried cheating with my computer. Right. And still beat me. <laughs> Wait, how do you cheat on? Tri- oh, because you can look up the answers in the in the in the time that you, it takes. Yeah, you try to Google it real quick, and he, he still kills me. It's not even fair. I thought doesn't it affect your rating though? Because I, I thought I thought that like you had 
Like you had a t- obviously you have a time limit, but if you answer the questions faster than your opponent, other than getting them correct, I thought that was a way that you are considered a better player than the other people. I thought that was a criteria, but I don't know. Maybe I need to start cheating on trivia crack because I'm my record's not great. I'm probably I'm probably like twenty and fifteen. <laughs> I'm barely over five hundred. If I'm over five hundred. That's pretty good, though. I mean, I, I definitely have a losing record because he was the only one that I really play. I've, my dad's trying to play me right now, actually. I just got that today. So we'll, I'll hopefully win that one, so that should be an easy one for me. But, uh, no, I, I can't beat my buddy at all. The smartest person in, at high school was a, was a girl named Asma Gangat. She's not she's an optometrist, I think, or or I either an eye doctor or an eye surgeon. Well, optometrists are doctors, but she's, she's either an optometrist or a surgeon. Asma had, like, her average, I think it was, like, 97 or 98, the average of all her marks. Like, she was just a brainiac. And I would always, in the classes that we shared together, I would always sit next to her. And then I would just, I would do, I would do the lean, and then she would kind of shift her, pay, her paper, like, like, to the edge of her desk so I could kind of lean and sort of see the answers. Like, she was so helpful. And if it was, like, multiple choice, she would make sure that it was... Like her card or whatever was very visible to, to to where I was sitting. That's how I cheated. How did I mean? <laughs> you probably didn't have to, but you maybe uh, lent some of your answers to your to your classmates. How did you do that? Because we grew up, we went to high school in different eras. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We we did a lot of the same things, kind of just kind of being next to each other and being able to see things. Uh, trying to think and. French is probably honestly the only time that we ever kind of went off of each other. But the only bad thing was when we had to write sentences or whatever, everyone had the same sentence. We actually, <laughs> we actually had a talk one day. No. Our, my French teacher, my French teacher was awesome. Like she was the nicest person in the world. Like she's like the lady that you want her to be like your grandma. Like she's just that nice. Like she's awesome. Nice. She had to stop the class though, because she was upset about one of the homework assignments. We had 12 people write the exact same sentences, the exact same five sentences. So we weren't, uh, we weren't too smart to say that we copied each other. We, we probably should have done something a little bit better. <laughs> who was the ringleader in that class? Like, who was the one that, like, there's always just one person, and then it just trickles down to the others, like broken telephone. But in this case, it was clear reception. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm not really sure. I remember... Uh, I actually forgot that we even had homework. So I ended up looking at one of my uh, other good friend's notebook, and he had that answer. But I don't know how everyone else got it. I don't know if he gave it to other people or, you know, give it to one person and they give it to two. or I, I don't know how that worked. But uh, I think he was the original one because all of his were about soccer and he was a soccer player. So I, I kind of think he probably started it all and somehow everyone else got it. That's funny, man. That's so. So, what was as a result of you guys all getting busted? What was the punishment? She did the whole like, "I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed oh, in you." Oh man, you that's psychological that move. So yeah. much more. <laughs> right? Like, I'd rather get yelled at and get in trouble compared to someone saying they're disappointed in me. Like that. That just that tears you apart. That's such, that, that was the worst thing. That's such a parental thing, though, man. Like when your parents try to, <laughs> like mine, my parents are like explosively mad. So they were just like, "No, we're pissed off. We're not disappointed. We're just we're mad, and you're gonna get you're gonna get a smack in the face." 
But when they when they try to uh, when they try to use that in psychological, like in like certainly like relationships. Have you ever had a girl say that to you? Then that that one hurts you. She's like, I'm not mad. I'm just really I'm just really disappointed in your in your judgment. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've ever had a girl say that to you. No, I mean they usually just snap on. It, so. <laughs> always, it's always a little bit better, anyways. I think I, I'd rather than snap. Hey, speaking of which, speaking of girls, are you, uh, have you read or will you see the Fifty Shades of Grey movie? I have not or read, both. and I, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent on it. Like, I'm kind of curious as to why everyone loves it so much, but at the same time, I, like, from what I hear, it sounds really weird. So I, I'm not really sure. What, what are you, are you going to see it, or have it, you read it? I own the books. I own the books, but they're still in the packaging. Because I wanted it for Christmas. Because I was like, this book, this trilogy is a phenomenon, and I want to read. I want to read what women are reading right now, just to know either either I can reference it in conversation, which endears you to girls. Like, oh wow, this <laughs> this dude is cultured, and it's totally a scam. Or uh, or I just want to see what's out there. Like, uh, you're not you're probably not going to remember this book, but like years ago, there was a book called He's Just Not That Into You, which was like a phenomenon. Like every girl was reading it, so I'm like, I got to read this because I got to know what they're like. If if someone if someone's coming at me like, why don't you want to be in a relationship or why? Because I was very single at the time, uh, like extremely, and uh, so I just want to know what you know how to defend myself. And then like years later was. It was the secret, and everybody was reading the secret. And then, then it was the um, uh, the vampire books. What the what the hell is that vampire series called? The one with Twilight. The, yeah, the Twilight books. And then now it's like Fifty Shades. Great. So to answer your question, I will eventually read it. I don't know. I'm gonna try to read the first book. I heard the first one is the best one. That's like the super kinky stuff. I'm gonna try to read that before I see the movie because I'm not I'm not in any rush to see the movie. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, my girlfriend actually all the girlfriends are going to go see the of course they are. today so i'm sure i'm sure i'll be hearing a little bit about it and maybe that'll help make up my mind but i'm just a little different on it i i don't know i, I mean like you said it's probably a good thing to know since everyone else seems to know about it yeah so it's you know you got to be a part of the group i guess but yeah i don't know if you were to read 50 shades of gray on the planes either you had the book like the physical book or you're just reading on your iPad or something, is there, who do you think, who's the teammate that would, that would rip you the most about that? Oh, that's, that's actually tough. Um, I think probably, probably like Callahan or Stamkos. <laughs> Why, because they're, they're, they're illiterate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I mean, I don't know, actually. I don't know if they would or not. They might be interested as to how it is, too. I, I don't know. We, I don't think anyone's ever had it on the plan or at least admitted that they had it. <laughs> so it would be, be tough to see. I don't know. Tyler, you could be a trendsetter. You could be the first one like to just be like reading the new hot novel or the new hot nonfiction. And then just, and then your team could be like the most intellectual team in the NHL, like as far as being uh, uh, being up on pop, popular literature and popular culture. You guys could be trendsetters, man, and that could start with you. You could be the guy in French class, okay, with the soccer paper, with the soccer paper, and then it just spreads to the rest of the team in the plane. You could be that guy. I I, I think if I was that guy, I'd be 
lying and telling them it's some other book and have it on my Kindle. It's a bunch <laughs> of different ones. I, I don't know if I want to put that on myself right now. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> well, listen, man, reading, reading is great. It's not that it's not that big of a responsibility. How, but, but, you know, listen, with as, uh, as they say in the Spider-Man movies, with great power comes great responsibility. You you know, you could be that dude. Hey, are you hockey dudes with your, okay. So your nickname is Johnny. Do, do any of the guys on your team have nicknames that are not related to their names? Like my, in my crew, I, there's a, one of the boys, we call him the president. That's his nickname. Prez. It used to be mother bleeping Mike, but I can't really tell how the story about how he became mother bleeping Mike on this podcast. There's another guy we call (laughs) the truth. Another guy we call blaze. Boy Wonder and Cyborg. Like my nickname, Cabby, is the only one, or very few, uh, in the crew that actually relates to my own name. Is that the same? Is that the case in your dressing room with Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh no. I think everybody's. I think everybody's their uh, last name, just with a Y, or you know, maybe even their first name or whatever. But I don't. I don't think there's any names that are just kind of because of a story or anything like that. Or we might have a name for somebody but you don't necessarily call them that all the time maybe just once in a while i can't can't really think of anything right now but it's mainly just your name the weirdest or one i one i recently discovered i was in dallas shooting this uh, valentine's day prank with um uh tyler sagan and jamie ben and while i was at the training facility or the the practice rink in dallas uh i discovered that some of the guys called jamie ben chubbs I was like, why do they call you Chubbs? And he said, uh, James Neal just started calling him Chubbs one day. I think just because of the way his stick looked. And then it just stuck. Like, a a few guys call him Chubbs. So he's like one of the few hockey dudes whose uh, whose name, whose nickname is not related to his name, Chubbs. That's Yeah, I I think everybody's pretty much just, you know, you just add a Y to their name or whatever, and you can find their nickname. Uh, and I didn't know that you were a math wizard. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm certainly going to try to look you up on Trivia Crack. I think we have to become friends on the Book of Faces so that we can play Trivia Crack. I think that's how it works. Uh, okay, sounds good. I just looked at my record. Uh, my worst category is art. Oh, I hate art. Se- terrible, 74%. Too. That Actually, that and history, 74%. See, art's, art's another one of those things that I don't understand what makes one painting good compared to another. Like, I... I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it's weird to me. It's like you have to have one ear or something, then your paintings are all you know expensive. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Shout out to Vincent Van Gogh. You're totally right. I'm not sure. Yeah, art is so subjective. It's purely subjective. Like I think music is probably the most subjective of the arts because like people have such wild differences of what they what they. Uh, think are good and as far as art goes to to further your point i just saw this kanye west i didn't see it but i watched it online kanye west unveiled his new clothing line with adidas and to me i was like i don't get it i'm looking at these models and they're wearing do you remember the second matrix movie where they're like yeah before it's like it's like every it's like the end of the world so they're having this huge like rave and, like, um, everybody's just dressed in, like, these kind of sh- crappy, like, cloths. And, like, even what Neo, like, Neo's wearing a sweater. It's got holes in it. And, like, it just looks really ratty. This is what the models were wearing in the Kanye West fashion show. And I was like, I don't, I don't, just don't understand how these clothes are, like, are desirable and considered good. I don't know. I didn't get it. So you're right. Like, I, I agree with you. As far as, like, art goes, it's, it's so hard to 
sometimes A, understand the artist, and B, understand why a piece of art is considered great or iconic or classic. I, I don't get it, man. I like pictures of the paintings of wolves where the wolf looks like real life. I'm like, that is a great painting because that looks like a real wolf or a friggin' lion. Uh, your teammate, Steven Stamkos, he, he uh, kind of famously or infamously can remember every goal that he scored. Yeah, do, I, do, I saw that. Do you have the same talent? Can you remember every goal that you scored? I I don't think so. I have I have trouble when I'm done with a shift and someone asks me what happened on it. And I just I just black out when I play. To be honest, <laughs> I don't really remember everything. It's it's too tough for me to do that. Man, but you're so intellectual, though, dude. I'm talking to a straight-A student. I've never spoken to a straight-A student ever on this podcast, and certainly not one that was an athlete. You're the smartest guy I've ever spoken to. Hey, that was only in high school, though, so that's a little different, I feel like. Tyler, you are six years removed from high school. You don't get dumb in six years. <laughs> I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope I don't. Uh, that would be a little disappointing if I was. No, I, I don't think so. I, I have more faith in you, sir. I have more faith in your memory than you seem to. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so you black out like Will Ferrell in old school when, like, when they had that debate competition, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you get in the zone, and it just happens. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is very enjoyable. I really appreciate this, Tyler. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, if you want to follow his adventures uh, or maybe somehow try to challenge him in a game of trivia crack. It's at T Johnny O nine T J O H N N Y O nine. I will definitely uh, follow you. And Abe, when you get back to the Northwest, do me a favor. And I and even though you might be opposed to uh, posting food pics for me, I, since I've never <laughs> been to Zips or Dicks, please post either the tartar sauce at Zips. Or just one of those uh, burgers from Dick's, please, for me. All right, I, I will. That actually sounds like a good idea. And right now, that tire sauce sounds pretty good with the chicken. <laughs> so now you got me thinking about that. Nice, man. Well, uh, well, when uh, when you can, maybe you can uh, because of your your uh, current status, maybe you can get some flown in or delivered to <laughs> you some, somewhere close. And lastly, pretty- what's that? Oh, I was just going to say, maybe we'll have to try to ask him on Twitter or something. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be a great idea. Um, <laughs> lastly, cameo, think about it, cameo in the next Cabby Presents. Cameo in the Stamkos and, and Cabby um, sketch, which I, I can't tell you right now, but it's, it, I think it'll be good. All right, I'll, uh, I'll uh, talk to him tonight about it. All right, excellent, man. It was great speaking with you, man, and good luck the rest of the way, sir. Hey, great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, bro. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.